It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is December 19th, 2018. My name is Phil Prostenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Happy with you here on a Wednesday. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll talk about all about the mat. We'll talk all about the Magic's game against the San Antonio Spurs, playing at the Amway Center. That's a novel concept. Playing at the Amway Center on Wednesday night, we'll talk a little bit about where the Spurs are at this year, and then I'll talk a little bit about the Magic winning ugly and and what that means and what the Magic need to do to take advantage of this ability. Something that uh, certainly they can still do. But before we do any of that, we have to start with a hearty congratulations. To Nikola Vucevic and his wife, Nicoletta, on the birth of their son, Philippe. I personally think it's a great name. Um, uh, I, 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 I understand it's Montenegrin, but uh, you know, I, 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 I like to think that, 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 that Vuce is inspired by, by my hard work and all that to, to, name, to name his son sort of after me. All joking aside, um, Nikola Vucevic is one of, the, one of the good dudes on this team, uh, been one of the good dudes that I've had the opportunity to cover on this team. Um, obviously, he's been with the Magic uh, for most of the time that I've covered the team, at least as, as closely as I have um, in person, not just kind of as as, as a as a outside presence. Um, and you know, uh, I, we knew this was coming. Uh, this day, the due date was set in in December at some point uh, when he when he spoke to Josh Robinson the of, of of the Athletic way back when at the beginning of the season. Um, but uh, uh, nonetheless, uh, a big congratulations to the new father, Nikola Vucevic, and of course to 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 his wife Nicoletta, because she did all the work in this. Um, so uh, definitely a congratulations to the two of them. Welcome to the Magic family. I'm 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 assuming that Philippe can already uh, shoot shoot the jumper from 15 feet and and has feathery touch around the basket. Probably gonna grab 20 rebounds against the Miami Heat's Miami Heat at two months old. So. Uh, again, congratulations to the Vucevic family. Uh, welcome to the Magic family, and uh, we're happy to have 
that family growing by just a little bit today. Uh, Philippe was born on Monday, so congratulations to uh, the whole Vucevic family, of course, uh, on the birth of Nicola's first son, and Nicola and Nicoletta's first son. So congratulations to the two of them. It does suck that I do have to mention this because Nikola Vucevic should take as much paternity leave as he wants or as the team will allow. And certainly the team will allow some paternity leave uh, for Wednesday's game if Vucevic wants it. Um, you know, again, I'm not going to begrudge a guy for wanting to be there with his wife and his first son and his first son or first child or with any child for that matter. But we do play the games. The schedule does not stop. And yes, that is going to be one of the big questions entering this game is will Nikola Vucevic play? We'll, of course, probably find that out um, either at the morning shoot-around or closer to tip-off. But regardless, that's not the most important thing. It's going to be hard to ask Nikola Vucevic to play all 82 games even if he weren't having a child in the middle of the season. Um, but I'm certain that the Magic understood and planned that, yes, there will probably be a two, maybe three game stretch where we could be without Nikola Vucevic because he's going to be with his wife and his family and his new family, which he absolutely should be. This is not an indictment of that. I don't, you know, if you want to get blocked on Twitter during Wednesday's game, you will blame Nikola Vucevic for missing the game. That, 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 that's going to be an automatic block. I'm going to put you on warning. You are an automatic block if you tweet that at me, unless it's a joke and, and I'll be able to tell. But it's going to be pretty close to an automatic block if, if, if people yell at Vucevic for missing this game Wednesday. If he wants to miss Wednesday's game, miss Wednesday's game. In fact, I expect him to miss Wednesday's game. Uh, I, 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 from what all I understand, that the, the, the couple you know, tried to make sure that the birth happened while the team was at home. They're at home now. They got a nice little home stretch here, um, so especially so Nicola could be there for the birth. Um, but... Um, you know, if he wants to miss a couple games, he absolutely should. Having said that, you know, regardless of whether Vucevic will play, the San Antonio Spurs are still a tough team to play. They're just coming off a big win over the Philadelphia 76ers, where they've begun to look a little bit like the Spurs of old, question mark? The Spurs, there's been a lot of pieces and a lot of posts uh, online talking about whether this is finally the end of the San Antonio Spurs, whether this is finally the, the time that the Spurs and all their perfection has shown its cracks and finally crumbles, and crumbles may be a strong word. And there's certainly statistical evidence to, 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 to support that. Yes, they've had some injuries. Pau Gasol is out with an injury, although he's getting closer to coming back. But yes, they still have LaMarcus Aldridge and a very good DeMar DeRozan. This is a team that beat Philadelphia at home on Sunday or Monday, but also lost to the Chicago Bulls after having a 20-point lead on Saturday. So you can see that, that there's a lot of confusion about who this Spurs team is. And, and one of the confusions is honestly with their defense. The Spurs have the 23rd best defense in the league at giving up 110.8 points per 100 possessions. But... They have one of the most efficient offenses in the league. Eighth in the league, scoring 111 points per 100 possessions. It's still a positive net rating. So this is still a very good team. They still do Spursy things. They move the ball well. They do not turn the ball over at all. Um, I believe they lead the lead. They're second in the league in turnover rate at 12.3%. Uh, Magic at ninth. So they're doing pretty good even after that, even after struggling with turnovers in Mexico City. 
Um, but this is a team that does all the things you expect a Spurs team to do except play defense. And that's going to be the real struggle with this game because throw out that game the Magic won in San Antonio early in there. Both teams are in such different places. But the Magic tend to struggle on offense. They're not one of the best offensive teams in the league. And so that might make it difficult to take advantage of this Spurs defense or or take advantage of the Spurs defense that does have some weakness, especially if Nikola Vucevic is out of the lineup. Let's, let's Let's be real. Every statistical measure, every breakdown that you have of the Orlando Magic, the Magic are a better team with Nikola Vucevic on the floor by a mile. That might have to do with Jaron Grant playing a lot of lineups with Mo Bamba, who's also you know not quite a central cog offensively yet. But for sure, this is going to be a tough challenge for the Magic because the Spurs, despite them not being the Spurs we all think of, are still a very, very good team. They're still a strong team, and they're still a team that demands your full attention. Up in San Antonio, Orlando played about 40 minutes of really good basketball. They were working the Spurs. They were up 26. And then just like that, in those final eight minutes, the Spurs came back and made it a game. Got it to within six, I believe, before Orlando put the finishing touches and won that game. It was a hard lesson for the Magic to learn that they've got to play the full 48. They've got to uh, play hard the entire way. So, the Magic for sure have their work cut out for them in this game. This is not a game that they can sleepwalk through. This is not a game that they can show up and and expect to win. And probably not having their starting center will raise the antenna and raise the focus up just a little bit, you hope. But this is a Spurs team that's been inconsistent, but still has a very high floor to be inconsistent from. The Magic are inconsistent. They're, They're pretty low on that bar. Uh, So the Magic are going to have to play a really good game, I think, to beat San Antonio. Tip-off is at the Amway Center at 7 o'clock. I know, game at the Amway Center. So strange. Um, Tip-off is at 7 o'clock at the Amway Center. You can watch it on Fox Sports Florida if you can't get to the the game. Um, We'll, of course, have complete coverage of that game on Locked On Magic tomorrow night. Or tomorrow. I don't know what time you, you listen. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast, and being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad free right now by joining Wondery Plus. The one characteristic that I recall being most impressed with during the 2009 and 2010 runs for the Orlando Magic, and a little bit in 2008 as well, was how the Magic found ways to win games. Now, 
I, I remember saying to myself, and it might have been just because it had been so long since the magic had been that good. And I was also five or six when the magic were that good, so I wasn't quite as, you know, basketball versed as I am today. But I, what I remember thinking throughout those whole runs was, man, this Magic team is so good at winning games when they're not at their best. They were so good at pulling games out of nowhere. Sleepwalk through the first three quarters, hang around, down six, seven points, win the game in the fourth. Against a lot of opponents, they could do that. Now, obviously, this Orlando Magic team today is not that good. They are not that team. But what this team has been able to do and has been really impressive doing is finding ways to win, quote-unquote, or what I'll say, quote-unquote, ugly. The Magic in Mexico City did not have their best game in either game. Against Chicago, they turned the ball over. They couldn't hit shots. Against Utah, they turned the ball over. They couldn't hit shots. And yet they walk away with two big wins. Two wins that Steve Clifford wasn't completely satisfied with. Said, you know, their offense was not moving in the direction it needs to go and it's been sliding back a little bit. They're now, I think, 27th in the league in offensive rating. But the Magic are finding ways to get the job done nonetheless. One of my favorite Stan Van Gundyisms was you got to learn lessons while winning. You can't take too many losses to learn lessons because then you're, you're out. And so this Magic team is... Learning lessons. They're not playing perfect. They're not where they want to be. They're not where they need to be. But they're doing it while winning games. And that's been the big difference and the big learning curve for this team. Is that they've gotten to a level, a comfort level, where they're winning games based solely, or based a good chunk on the baseline of their identity or the baseline of how they want to play and then late game execution. Well, what what you guys call ugly game is, you know, for us, I mean, myself is like a EuroLeague game, you know, Mm -hmm. low scores, you know. uh, (laughs) That's what it was with Utah. It was a EuroLeague game in my opinion. No, it's not an art. You know, you just have to, it's it's a a matter of who's going to make less mistakes and who's going to execute better down the stretch, you know, because both teams aren't going to do anything crazy. Uh, and so, you know, it's a matter of who's going to execute better. Magic guard Evan Fournier there describing the, at least how I described it, probably poorly, the art of winning ugly games. And he's right. When you look back at those two games against the Jazz and the Bulls, or the Bulls and the Jazz, you saw very key late game plays that the Magic made to win those games. They kept it close. They kept it tight, largely on their defense, which I'll talk about in a moment. And they found a way to pull out the game in the end. It was thanks to probably one of the most gorgeous dribble handoff pick and rolls I've, I've seen the Magic run in a very long time. 
Inbound to Nikola Vucevic at the top of the key. Does a handoff to Evan Fournier. Sets a screen. Sets a screen and then peels out to the wing where he drains an uncontested jumper. Gorgeous basketball play. Gave the Magic a two-point lead after the DJ, DJ Augustin charge. Magic took care of business defensively from there. In the Utah game, it was Magic, I think we're up four or five late in the game. Evan Fournier does a pick and roll with Nikola Vucevic, gets doubled, finds Nikola Vucevic rolling down the lane. Vucevic sees Jay Crowder come to him. He dishes it out to Aaron Gordon for three. It was one of two shots Aaron Gordon made all game. It was a big one. Again, great ball movement. This late game execution saved those two games. The Magic weren't rattled. They weren't fra- they weren't frazzled. They've been very good in late game situations. They're 10-8 and eight in games that are within five points in the last five minutes, according to NBA.com. And their execution, especially on the defensive end, late in these games, has been really strong too. The Orlando Magic so far this year have a 97 defensive rating in close games. And their offense is just good enough to get them these wins. That's what it comes down to at the end. But what's really happening here, what's really happening with these, again, how I describe them, ugly games and the way the Magic are winning it's really about establishing their identity and establishing their principles and who they are and what they need to do to be successful. It's well documented. I've already said the stats. The Magic are 13th in the league in defensive rating. They're well on their way to being one of the top 10 defenses in the league. They're, in their last 10 games, they have the 6th best defensive rating in the league. Their defense has taken a step up in the last couple weeks. Their offense, still 27th. 27th overall, 27th in the last 10 games, still 27th. It's good enough to get the Magic a 5-5 five and five record. They've been about a 500 team for the last few weeks now. But the way the Magic are playing defense is keeping them in games. Their offense can play poorly, can be pretty bad. And for the most part, Their defense is good enough to keep them in games. Their defense is good enough to keep them in the fight, to give them a chance. And that's something. That's progress. That shows this team's resilience, their fight, their buy-in, in a way that we haven't seen from this group in the last six years. Those are all positive signs and positive steps. But of course, that's not the destination. And so while the Magic are winning these games and establishing their identity and establishing who they are, they've still got a ways to go to get where they want to be. Steve Clifford, when I posed him that question about whether there's an arc to winning ugly, he talked about the kind of gold standard for how a team needs to approach each game. I think that every team has a way that they play and the key is to be able to try to play that way every night regardless of what the score is. In my time in this league that's San Antonio. They're going to play the way they play 
whether they're up 20, down 20, won five in a row, lost five in a row. And that's what you want to get to. Are the Magic there? No. Their defense is getting there. Their defense has been pretty good. Even if you look at the blowout losses to the Indiana Pacers and the Dallas Mavericks last week. The Magic were... The Magic defensive rating was only slightly below average, if not at their average. The way both those teams scored in that game, honestly, Orlando should have had a chance to win. There is a very real question coming up, and certainly a question that, that Steve Clifford was, was asking and saying uh, in practice, or after practice, the media, that this offense is not playing at the level it needs to play at. We've seen it play at that level for a stretch, but certainly ranking 27th in the league in def- and offensive rating isn't going to get the job done for this team, no matter how good that defense is. And the defense has been very good for the Orlando Magic this year. But this team is learning how to do this. This team is learning how to win these close games, to win these grind-out games. These games you've got to get if you want to make the playoffs. And it's a growth process. It's going to continue to develop and continue to grow. But here the Magic are, feeling confident that they can make that growth and take those steps. Feeling confident that even if their shots aren't falling, their defense can largely keep them in the game. They're finding ways to win. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. And there's no better teacher than that. Oh, thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr_omd. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. We'll be back again tomorrow with another episode of Locked on Magic. We'll talk all about the Magic's game against the San Antonio Spurs. That game again at 7 o'clock on Fox Sports Florida or at the Amway Center. Novel idea, I know. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. A Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.